Here's what's so crazy. It's a natural thing for parents to love their children. And yes, when children rebel and they go against the ways of the parents or they're struggling and challenged with terrible things that a lot of kids unfortunately get into in the teenage years on any level, then it becomes a question. And the natural thing is, I love my kid. I want my house to be happy. I want to show acceptance. But then there's the other side. I want to force him to not behave that way. I want to control him. I want to stop him. I want to protect him. Now, most people think that if I'm going to go the first way, then I'm letting him get worse. Why would he ever get better? And everyone says, okay, so I have to stop the relationship. I'm not giving you money if you're going to use it for bad things. And the whole relationship becomes like a military operation. You know, like like we're going to control you. And if you don't behave the way that we want, we're cutting off the electricity. And then we, cut off, we, we shut off the Wi-Fi. Control, 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 control. Because otherwise, look what's going to happen. This kid obviously has no brains and is going to just get worse and worse and worse. You have to stop him. And that's really like the machlekes between the both ways. Control and stop him. And the other way is continue the relationship and show love. But if you look back at the last 25 years, if there's one thing that we learned is that the first way works and the second way really doesn't. I'm not saying never. You're always going to have exceptions to the rule on both sides. You're going to have people who are exceptionally loving and unfortunately it doesn't work. You're going to have people who are tough and rough and they throw their kid out and it does work. But if you look at the statistics, before you make a move on your child's life, you have to figure out where are the statistics? Where, what is smart to do? What is the right thing to do? So definitely we've learned that the kids who are loved, not only does it help for the long term, but it helps for the short term. You have a relationship with your kid. You're smiling. The home is happy. There's less trauma for the other kids, much less danger, I believe, for the other kids. And I think that the hundreds of families doing twisted parenting have proven that over and over again. So at the beginning, it's like, whoa, they're going to walk all over you. They're going to this. They're going to that. No, no, no. They're going to calm down. They're going to be them in your family. And then they're not going to be lahachas. And once you kill the lahachas, you knock down 90% of the fear of having somebody in your house who's not religious or who's struggling or challenged. All the stories that we hear of Shomer being called daily, Shomer, Hatzalah, families fighting, arguing, they caught the kid, they locked the kid, they did. our 300 plus families have peace and quiet. We don't have that. Because once the Lahachis is gone, once they're not doing anything to anger you, and there's no war, and they're enveloped with tremendous love, they actually stop doing all that extra behavior just to hurt you. You have to, of course, be guided. I mean, you should come to me or to somebody who understands how to guide you through all the challenges because a lot of these kids are severely challenged by trauma and abuse that happened to them. But that's much the basics. So we have two tracks of people in the world. We have people on the one side who are giving love and affection. They have a happy journey, and they connect to the child, which helps them out eventually emotionally and psychologically and spiritually. And we have so much data. We have so much data. We've never thrown a kid into a psych ward. We, would, we don't have kids, I mean, we have so much better results, but people say, no, it looks like you're giving them in, you're giving in to them, that, and they're not looking at the family structure. When a family actually has a child like this, they're way better off having a happy family, a happy journey, and with love, we bring them back, which is what the Baal Shem Tev wrote and the Chazan Ish wrote, and so many G'daylam say to do. And on the other side, which is the mainstream, they have so many fights and so much shomrim and atzala and overdoses and suicides and and kids living all around the world, kids sent to 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 Utah. I never sent a kid to boot camp to Utah, never. So there's all this confusion, but there's so many of them. 
And it sounds so good to a parent, especially if you're a tough parent. It sounds so good. You have to control your kid. You have to have control over your house. It's your house. You pay the bills. You don't give money. Da, 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 da. But there's no, there's no basis. At some point, as a parent, you've got to say, hang on. Since I started going to these people, they convinced me to hate my kid. My relationship totally dropped. The house is on fire. There's trauma in the house. There's fighting. There's anger. There's pain. We're crying. We're fighting. The Shalom bias is being destroyed. And why? Because I'm convinced by this person they have to be tough and then if you go to someone on that road and you say no you should be easy they say what what are you crazy um, and they don't even hop that their whole life is a misunderstanding they don't even realize until they're trained in the other way how all the pain in their life is mamish extra they would they were sold a bag of goods and they think it oh, so stupid unconditional love i'm just gonna love them you're gonna walk all over me you're gonna make the house worse you're gonna they don't hop that the kids calm down and they come back. And that their own life as parents, you have much more control. As soon as you give up external control, says Rup Shimon Russell, you gain internal control or influence. You have so much power to control people if you have a relationship with them. And you don't even have to say anything. And that's what the Chazanish said in so many of his brilliant ideas. Shlita, Rup Shach said, Shlita eno chinuch. Controlling someone is not chinuch. You can't. You can't control a teenager. You can only guide someone who wants to go to a destination. You can help them get there. Once they want to go the opposite way, and you're in this struggle, you got to use a little bit more than what they're just telling you for your copay. You got to use chachma, bina. You have to have a lot of understanding. How am I going to get the kid to internally in his mind turn around? As the Nesiva Shalom said, the master of chinuch said, chinuch amiti, real chinuch, enoy lahachriach esachanich. Is not to pressure the patient, the chanich, the student, the child to behave properly. That's not real chanich. You know what chanich is? To bring him, that he should want it. Your job when the kid is born is to sell him in his influence, him in his mind, that he should want to go in a certain direction. As soon as he turns around, due to trauma or abuse or whatever the reason is that he's facing the other way, you cannot use the same plan. No, we're still going east. We still got to travel. You turn him, you fight him, you push him. It's not going to work. He wants to go west. Now the plan is, As long as you're fighting your kid, even if you think you're winning with your control, so many parents before they came to me, we shut the Wi-Fi off on Shabbos, and we took off the thing, and we knocked them off the thing. They think they won the battle, but they lost the war. They didn't manage to change his internal being, his essence, to want to go in the direction that you want him to go to. So you could do whatever you want, but he's walking in the opposite direction. You will not win. Now you have to go by the power of influence that the Chazanish said. Try to pull him in with ropes, cords of love. But then he said, And that's where people make a mistake. Don't reject him. Look at his face and think about it. If you just follow the Chazanish, you have the highest chance of survival. Don't do anything that makes them feel rejected. Whoa, that should just let him come in here with his jeans and his girlfriend and his this and his that. Find someone to teach you how to be on the right track. Take the fire and pain and arguing and fighting out of your house. It'll burn your house down. Bring shalom and peace. And look at statistics. Don't fall for what people are telling you with the big noise. Do your research. When I have parents who reach out to me, I send them hundreds of names as references. Nobody else is doing that. 
Call these people. I have no personal gain if you come to me for help. I don't charge any money. I don't make any money. It costs me money to run this. So you do research. I give you about 100 Rabbanim and about 100 parents who have personal experience. Don't listen to those people. They say, oh, no, nobody ever came back. We have almost 100 kids today who are not only alive and healthy and off drugs, but are shaymetayra mitzvahs. So just if you're in this sugya, it's time to get smart. There's almost consistently the moms, the mothers, I don't know what happens in your tummies for nine months, but somehow there's that unconditional bond. And the fathers, I'm a guy also. They get frustrated and guys get turned off. Our hearts become stone, cold, let him drop dead, let him get out of here, out of my face. He's ruining my life. And we, we mess up the opportunity. That we don't realize that we have an opportunity to save this neshama because we're stuck. And that's why a lot of very tough fathers do very well by me because I understand because I'm a father too and I understand what's going on in their mind. And when people go over to somebody who's tough, even though he knows he's losing, he just, like the kid's crazy, okay, we'll lose the kid, forget it, what can we do? And as the kid gets worse and worse, he gets more angry at the kid, angry, and doesn't, doesn't think that maybe my treatment method is wrong. So he gets more and more angry at the kid, but he, he'll, he gets so angry that he's like, let him just go. And you go and you tell them, oh, you're going to do twisted parenting. Twisted parenting says this, you should let him this, let him. And it sounds so foreign and it sounds so crazy. I'm going to let him walk all over me. He doesn't need to have any responsibility. How's he ever going to get off drugs? How's he ever going to be a mensch? And I'm just here to tell the fathers, call me. Because you'll see that that's not at all what it is. It's a treatment method that will bring your son, Lahavi Isai, your daughter, your son, and you'll have nachas from Yitzhashem, Yiddishanachas from them. It's a tough, difficult, painful journey. But even in the journey, and that's the nicest part, the parents on my journey have a peaceful, happy home, good shalom bias, good other kids growing up in a happy home. And the journey is pleasant. Take care and be well. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.